Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello and welcome along to a Kent Online podcast special ahead of an historic weekend. On Saturday, May the 6th, during a service at Westminster Abbey, King Charles III and Queen Consort Camilla will be crowned. Months of preparation have gone into the big day, which will include all the pomp and ceremony you'd expect. The service will get underway at 11am and at midday, the main moment will take place. That job goes to the Archbishop of Canterbury. Justin Welby has been explaining why a coronation is needed. We need it legally because he's got to take certain oaths, which are always taken at a coronation, going back to 973, uh, of various forms. But the present lot are set in, principally set by Acts of Parliament in the 1680s and early 1700s. And... um, But it is also a moment that says we're going to draw on our tradition, we're going to reflect the country as it is now, and we're going to look forward with hope and draw people together. And the the point of the coronation, why do we need a coronation? We need a coronation to celebrate all we have been, all we are, and all we will be. At the time of the Queen's coronation, women couldn't be ordained into the Church of England. This time around, Rose Hudson-Wilkin, who is the Bishop of Dover, will play an important role. She'll be one of three female clerics presenting Camilla with regalia. Now, around 2,200 people have been invited to the service. That may sound like a lot, but is significantly fewer than for the coronation of the Queen back in 1953. On that occasion, would you believe, more than 8,000 people attended, with seating areas in the Abbey having to be extended. A number of people from Kent are expected to be at this weekend's coronation. Rochester and Strood MP Kelly Tolhurst tweeted that she'd been drawn in a ballot, while Tunbridge and Morling's Tom Tugendhat has been involved in the preparations in his role as security minister. Former athlete Dame Kelly Holmes from Hildenborough is due to join the congregation. She's honorary colonel of the Royal Armoured Corps Training Regiment. Invitations have also been sent to representatives of the 11 Sink Ports in Kent. Now, the King's representative in the county is the Lord Lieutenant, the Lady Colgrain, and I've been speaking to her about the big day. It's the most wonderful invitation. In fact, I mean, we were given, Lord Lieutenants were given a bit of a heads up that they were going to be invited by by email. Um, but so, but it didn't really feel real until we actually got the actual physical invitation, um, which we got about 10 days ago, I think. Um, and it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and much bigger than it, it sort of appears to be on um, when you when you see the pictures of it. Um, so it's 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 probably about a, a foot square, something like that. Um, but it's I mean the scrolls that the um, the and the sort of gold leaf on it, and um, it's absolutely beautiful. And have to get it get it. Um, of course, we are very good in this country of, of doing all these ceremonial things, but an awful lot of us would never have seen anything quite like this before. What particular element are you most looking forward to? Will it be the bit in the Abbey or will it be seeing the, the procession afterwards? Is it the actual crowning itself? Well, I think for, for me, it's going to be in, in the Abbey. I mean, because by the time we... I mean, we have to be there incredibly early. Um, and by the time we leave, a lot of processions will possibly be over. So, um, you know, I will be rushing home 
later to watch it on the television again to see see all the bits that we didn't get to see whilst we were in the Abbey. But the atmosphere in the Abbey will be fantastic. And I think I'm really looking, I mean, the music will be wonderful. And I know that the King, you know, is, is, a, is a great music lover and has been very involved in, in the, um, the new compositions and things that, 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 have, that have been um, um, composed for, for, especially for the coronation. And all importantly, have you chosen your outfit for Saturday? <laughs> How much thought has um, gone into <laughs> what you have to wear? <laughs> Um, I'm going to be wearing a beautiful um, silk coat and dress, um, which is um, in a sort of aquamarine turquoise colour. So you look closely, it's quite bright, you might be able to see it. For the rest of the county, as we're all watching on, on television and joining street parties, what would be your, your message to, to people um, celebrating over the weekend? Look on this as such a happy occasion and make the most of it and, and celebrate what, what is going to be a, a wonderful reign of, of, of King Charles and Queen Camilla. Um, he's, been, he's been a wonderful Prince of Wales and he's, he's, he's been a pioneer in so many areas like the environment and um, youth, youth employment. And, um, and I think he's going to be a wonderful king and let's really celebrate it um, and, um, and look forward to the future. I was actually watching, they re-showed the episode of the repair shop that he did yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It, was, yeah, it was just lovely to see everything from the Prince's Trust and, and everything that he set up there and, and really getting Absolutely. young people into apprenticeships and things. And I'm sure that will probably be one thing that, that continues. I'm sure it will be. It, it'll be a, be a big theme of his. And also, of course, volunteering. They've made it a, a, a big part of the coronation weekend. And of course, as, as Lord Lieutenant, that is one of one of the, the my big roles is to try to to um, promote volunteering in the county. As well as dignitaries from the county, some showbiz stars may also be among the congregation. It's rumoured Canterbury's Orlando Bloom could be there with fiance Katy Perry. In 2020, she was appointed an ambassador for the British Asian Trust by the King when he was still the Prince of Wales. Now, there's been a lot of talk about how this coronation will reflect the nation. We've already heard about how women clerics are involved. And despite being a Christian service, it will encompass other faiths. Govinda Sander is the artistic director of Gravesend-based Cohesion Plus. He puts on events across the county to bring communities together and hopes the coronation will also do just that. I'm really looking forward to the coronation. We're working locally with uh, the Longfield and Newbarn Parish Council, for example. We've done a great event last year for the Jubilee. And, you know, again, we're hoping to uh, attract members from the local community to come down. And we've got some fantastic lineup. For me, that event kind of really kind of underlines what the, the coronation is about. It's about bringing all communities together, regardless of faith, celebrating and using the monarchy as a way to unite the country. For me, what makes the coronation extra special is that there's a real emphasis, like there was last year with the Jubilee, around the Commonwealth. And that, for me, is really kind of pleasing. It just kind of underlines where we as a nation are. And I'm really particularly pleased also that as someone who's from the Sikh faith, that you know there is going to be an element of other faiths which are celebrated here in the United Kingdom and also in the Commonwealth that will be part of the coronation. Another thing we spoke about previously with the work of Cohesion Plus is this involvement in the community. So how do you feel about the Monday being the, the big help out? Do you have any, any thoughts on that? I'm really pleased, you know, that we've got a long, obviously everyone's really pleased we've got a long weekend, but particularly the Monday is going to be a focus about the great kind of 
helping out in the local community. And I myself will be looking to go out and do some litter picking and, and you know providing support locally. And I think it's really fantastic. And for organisations like ours, Cohesion Plus, and other kind of charity and community organisations, the fact that there's so many people out there who are looking to help and support and recognise our work, I think it's really positive. So I think it's really uh, great what the His Majesty is doing uh, around that, is shining that focus on kind of unsung community groups and organisations um, and I think it's really, you know, really positive and really good. Now, the Queen's coronation was the first to be shown on TV. This time around, it'll be broadcast around the world and also streamed online. You may decide to watch it at home, but if you are heading out, a large screen has been put up within the grounds of Rochester Castle. The service is also being screened within the town's cathedral, where people are being invited to take a picnic along and eat at the Jubilee Oak Table. It'll also be shown on a screen in Canterbury Cathedral as well. After the service finishes at one o'clock, a procession will take the King and Queen back to Buckingham Palace. Students from the Duke of York's Royal Military School Band in Dover have been chosen to perform. Pupils from the same school attended Queen Elizabeth's coronation in 1953 and the current cohort recognise what a -a once-in-a-lifetime honour this is. Lottie, Kieran and Ben are among the 35 chosen to take part. I mean, of course, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm just, I'm so excited. I mean, what an honour to be able to be there for something so monumental. Um, It's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience and I just, I can't wait to be there and be a part of it. I'll be so proud. Uh, I feel, I feel like it will just be buzzing with like, um, I guess, um, anticipation. Like, obviously a lot of people are going to be there. A lot of people want to see this. Um, I I feel like amongst the band, I think everybody, I speak for everybody when I say like, we're so, (laughs) we're really honoured to be a part of it and we're really excited to be a part of it. Um, I think it will just be a fantastic day. Everyone will just be like feeling the best, looking their best. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. The band will be wearing their number ones, which is what we refer to um, as a ceremonial blues. Uh, I myself will be wearing a red tunic instead of blues, which is um, what band majors would usually wear. And yeah, everybody will be carrying the instruments. Um, I'll be wearing the best skin, the bear hat, like the the king's gods, and, and obviously my mix. I mean, honestly, the whole thing is going to be like amazing to take part in. Um, but I think the best part is probably going to be when we get to march up because we've got the Royal British Legion with us. So behind us is 100 British Legion standard bearers. So when you're doing something like that, you know, you really feel like a part of something bigger. And it is very much once in a lifetime, you know, only at the school for a few years. And so to get to be in one of the years where we get the chance to do something like this for the first time ever, you know, it's great. Isn't it? I've also been chatting to their director of music, Stephen Sochi. Oh, we're all excited and uh, we've been working really hard. We've, we found about, uh, we've been invited to do this about uh, a week before we broke up for a month off school. So uh, it was all systems go when we came back and we had about uh, two or three days to get us prepared, ready to go to do the overnight rehearsal. And why was your school chosen, Stephen? Can you give us your association to the Royal Family? We, we are a Royal Military School. Uh, the, the reason why our band was chosen was uh, because it's a cadet force that we're representing. And we are the sort of only school that has a complete band that could just do something at short notice. So we're, we're very prepared. We are used to dealing with uh, big events. We had uh, uh, Princess Anne come and do our, our inspection on our last grande. Uh, we've had uh, Prince Harry here. We get the Duke of Kent here uh, often. So we're used to 
dealing with those sort of high profile uh, events. So uh, for, for my sake, it was a no, no brain really to come and ask our school to, to take part in it. As you mentioned, you took part in the rehearsal on Tuesday. I've seen some of the pictures. It did look absolutely spectacular. Has it kind of given you a bit of a sense of what it's going to be like on the day itself? Sense is a good word to describe it because obviously it was in, in sort of uh, pitch black. The band, uh, yeah, we, we had to, to just use the core of drums uh, to, to, to play because the band wouldn't be able to see their music on their, their, their band cards. Uh, so we played safe and just use the core of drums. But it, it get, we know we know exactly where we have to be, at what time, where we have to go, where we have to, what drill we have to do. And finally, Stephen, what are you most looking forward to on Saturday? Really to see the students' involvement and to, and to see their faces. It's something that they will uh, treasure and carry for the rest of their lives. While the coronation itself takes place on just one day, there is a long bank holiday weekend for celebrations to continue. The big lunch is taking place on Sunday, while there will also be services of Thanksgiving at Rochester and Canterbury cathedrals. Most street parties are expected to take place on this day as well, and Kent has more than almost anywhere else in the country. More than 400 will be taking place, with Tunbridge and Morling getting out more trestle tables and bunting than any other part of the county. Volunteering is also a really big theme of the coronation and you may have heard that some people have been named coronation champions. There are more than a dozen in Kent and they're being honoured for the volunteering they do. Amneet Graham from Gravesend is one of 500 in total being recognised by the new King and Queen. She set up Willow's Rainbow Box to help people who get pregnant after suffering a baby loss. The 31-year-old says it comes from personal experience and she's been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. In 2017, myself and my husband, we had a missed miscarriage. Uh, so we lost a baby at about eight weeks gestation. Uh, but in the year after, in the March 2018, we fell pregnant again. And I sort of felt like a bit lost because I didn't know where to turn to for support. So I couldn't really go to a baby loss group because people had just lost their babies. It felt a bit insensitive. Um, so I actually found some emails recently of me just emailing loads of organizations just pleading for somewhere to go for help but there wasn't anywhere really there was like some baby loss charities that had a bit of uh pregnancy after loss with it but nothing major so after i had willow in uh, november 2018 uh, the following year i kind of sat down and thought i don't want other people to go through what i went through and if there wasn't anything i might as well start it <laughs> we're quite focused on the whole family so you know the the all pa both parents um, and even just the whole family unit. Because um, I know my husband struggled as well, definitely to get support. But um, we, I've got quite a few networks within midwifery and maternity with other jobs that I do. So we do have some midwives who some signpost people to us. Uh, we've very got very heavy social media presence, so that's where a lot of our followers come from and find out about us as well. We've got little signposting cards that we put out into different community hubs, and uh, just generally me doing a lot of networking and a lot of uh, work to try and get our name out there, and that's how people end up finding out about us. We've had a lot of great feedback. I think a lot of the feedback has been it's so nice to know that someone's thinking of me at this time and like that I know that I'm not alone. 
and the boxes contain things that help people um, in a practical way through their pregnancy after loss. So we call it a comfort box, but it's not really like comfort as in tea bags and stuff. It's more of a practical ways to uh, comfort yourself and get through those those days which are really quite overwhelming when you're pregnant after loss. And we put a little print in there, a rainbow print as well, that people have framed and put on their wall and even on the nursery, sort of as they get further on. Um, but yeah, it's just something for people to keep and uh, so that they know they're not alone. Amneet and her husband will be at the Coronation Concert, which happens at Windsor Castle on Sunday evening after getting a special invitation. And staying with the volunteering theme, Bank Holiday Monday is being known as the Big Help Out. It's a day when we're all being encouraged to go and do work in our local communities for free. Now, staff and volunteers at the RSPCA Laybourne Animal Centre are hosting a rewilding day. They'll be planting wildflowers in a bid to bring butterflies and insects back to the area, as well as planting a hedge to offer shade to the animals and laying a wood chip path through the woods. We've been speaking about it to manager Darren Parrish. At the moment, the RSPCA really recognises that wildlife in the UK is under real strain and at a crisis point. Um, where everyone's taking little actions to help um, improve availability of, of homes, etc., for wildlife. And here at the centre at Laybourne, we've decided that we would like to be part of that as well and make some habitats for wildlife as well. So we're asking people to sign up and come and volunteer and help us create some wildflower areas. Um, so we're going to be asking people to come along with their own spades and shovels because we haven't got enough spades and shovels for everyone. Um, but for people to come along, help us clear an area so then we can plant uh, a load of wildflower seeds to encourage butterflies and bees, etc., into the area. Um, and then we've got some trees that we'd like to be planting as well to create a bit of a hedgerow again to create a habitat for, for wildlife. But also eventually those trees will be able to provide some shade for the horses that we have on site. So it'd be a, a two for one with, with the trees. Um, we're going to be making our own Buggingham Palace as well. So we've, we've got our own little bug house that we want to build. It's going to be in the shape of Buckingham Palace to celebrate the coronation and hopefully laying some, some walking paths with some, some wood chip, which again makes quite a nice home for, for bugs. So yeah, quite a lot going on in the few hours that we're doing our event. And why is that sort of work necessary? Um, just over uh, over the years, uh, wildlife habitats have become more and more sort of strained and stressed with the building of, of more houses and infrastructure, etc. We're taking away some of the habitat and environment that our wildlife needs. So we're losing areas of um, wild fields, etc. So environments for birds and bees and butterflies are slowly being reduced. So we need to try and do something to bring some of these things back and encourage that that biodiversity really that nature depends on because without the, the little bugs and the creepy crawlies, the birds then start to struggle and so on. It is that that circle of life. And we know that King Charles is a he's a real champion for the environment. Is that sort of the inspiration behind this push for the big help out? Yeah, yeah, de def definitely. Um, wildlife is something that's very important to, to the RSPCA. Um, we take in across our wildlife centres and centres across the country thousands of injured pieces of wildlife every year due to litter etc and things so for us wildlife is the, the heart of the rspca 
and with us being the Royal Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, it just seemed completely fitting for us to team up on such a special occasion for the King's coronation and for us to get involved and be part of that. Litter picks are also taking place in some towns and cities and at picturesque locations as well, such as National Trust properties. Well, over the weekend, we will have stories on the coronation on Kent Online, including a look back at street parties that happened in 1953, the last time a coronation took place. You can also see our complete guide to what's going on in regards to the coronation across Kent this weekend by heading to the trending section of the website. And whatever you're up to, our sister radio station KMFM can be your soundtrack with a pop royalty weekender. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.